Smartcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest, Secreta Whitfield. Secreta helps all individuals and couples overcome their sexual and non-sexual issues that might affect their intimate and or social relationships with themselves or others. If you haven't guessed already, Sequita is a Tantra healing and sex educator. She's a trauma-informed, certified, authentic Tantra practitioner, ASC certified sexologist, and Tantra mastery instructor. Sequita is the owner of Simply Tantra, a Tantra and sex education business based in San Diego, California. And I'm so excited to have, have her on the show. So welcome to the show, Sequita. How are you? Oh, I'm better than good. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show and having the courage to share this topic because I have not had this on the show yet. And I'm really interested in it because I think our audience can look at spirituality and sexuality. A lot of times they don't see the two as being in the same orbit. I believe it's part of nature. It's part of who we are. So yes, it should be in our orbit. And I wanted to ask you, how did you start in this area? Like this is such a unique field to be in. So how did you get involved in it? 
through serendipitous events. Okay. Uh, pretty late in life, as far as some people are involved in Tantra, you know, in their anywhere between the 20s and 30s, I was introduced to it in my late 50s. And so, um, and it varies for everybody. It varies for everybody. And so I don't know if you know, but my background is in, um, I retired from law enforcement. Oh, wow. Right? Thank you for your service. (laughs) Thank you. And so after that, I tried a few other uh, short-time careers um, in substance abuse, treatment uh, facilities, and um, and then I stopped working for a while. And then I met some people here in San Diego that were, um, Tantra practitioners. And I knew nothing about Tantra. So you're like me. I thought Tantra was about people getting naked and having orgies. Didn't know. <laughs> Didn't know. So I'll have to ask you, what is Tantra? Tantra is a yogic spiritual principle. Uh, and the Tantra that I practice, Vajrayana, which is a Tibetan Buddha-based Tantra, uh, basically is weaving light with sound and form, meaning visualizations, uh, offering a mantra, and then using the body. The body is the form itself. And so authentic Tantra is based in uh, in uh, Tibetan Buddhist Tantra. In terms of the goal of Tantra, what would that be? Enlightenment. You know, and, and, and Buddha says the enlightenment is just the absence of suffering. Okay. So, and in, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say in reference to enlightenment, how does it work within one's sexuality or sexual intimacy in a relationship to employ Tantra in awesome. such a way to help the intimacy awesome. and the connection? Awesome question. See if I can narrow it down. It helps with intimacy in being learning how to uh, what we call using tantric tantric communication. So that's basically using nonviolent communication, saying please and thank you. Um, It helps in using your breath when using deep breath work. And the at the point, and I'm going to just use for uh, general purposes, male and female. But but tantra can be all genders. It's all inclusive, Excellent. but it's a better, it's a visualization process with the male and female. So at the point of uh, when you're in sexual union, male and female, and at the point of orgasm, then we that uh, it's called a brush with enlightenment, because at that moment, you know, that is the closest you will get to God is, is doing orgasm. And which is why I always laugh because I think well, that people go, oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know. That's just me. But but we say that that moment is uh, when the when the, at the point of orgasm, it's actually a brush with uh, with the divine being, if you, for lack of a better word. So, so what that, just, okay. yes, I was gonna say what we've just discussed is that considered authentic tantra, or is that something different? It's what we practice in authentic tantra. There are so many different forms of tantra. Um, that it would take too long to go into the the different breakdowns of all different tantras. But for for, uh, this purpose, basic tantra is Hindu, and then there's there's Tibetan-based Buddhist tantra. So those two are the most, and neo-tantra, which is what you will typically hear people talk about tantra. They're talking about neo-tantra, which is a, a conglomeration of all forms of tantra, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And um, and that's what they're calling uh, Tantra. Uh, authentic Tantra is lineage-based. 
which means that you can, it's, it's been traced back through oral tradition for over 2,700 years. And so we have a llama who has a llama who has a llama who has a llama. So uh, we've been given permission to practice the Tibetan um, five element meditation healing practice. And let's say that there's someone listening to our episode. Yeah. They think to themselves, why would I be interested in Tantra? What would you say to them? I would ask first, well, why, why not? <laughs> but I, I would say I play devil's advocate. This person will be like, well, we do the missionary. I'm very basic. I just do things the way I do them. And that's the way I am. I'm set in my ways. Why would Tantra help me and my wife or my partner? Wouldn't you want to become a better lover? Wouldn't you want to satisfy your lover in different ways? Wouldn't you want to be that male or female who can achieve, you know, more than 15 different types of orgasms? Wouldn't you want to explore more sexuality? Um, these are the questions I would ask because yes, it's but not, all, you know, and it's not, it's not all about sex. It's all, it's about pleasure, which is a little bit different. Well, and that's so interesting. You say that 15 different types of orgasm. Yes. How do you even dis differentiate between 15 different types of orgasm? Like, is that within Tantra or is that like, how, how, how does that work? Well, it's in which is within Tantra, but it's also outside of Tantra. I mean, your body, we are wired for pleasure. And so when you learn how to tap into the pleasure, you know, your let's say call them erogenous zones. When you learn that your nipples are erogenous, that your skin is erogenous, that um, your breath work blowing on someone's neck is erogenous. People have orgasms just from um, touch. People have orgasms from uh, just beyond your your literal penis ejaculatory orgasm beyond your vaginal orgasm beyond your clitoral orgasm you have anal orgasms you have um yes 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 and, and prostate massage is growing thank goodness um becoming much more popular with men because they're discovering that the prostate is the equivalent to a g-spot so the prostates once they are massaged uh, is quite pleasurable to um, most men, and it also is a the health benefit is priceless. You know, it's interesting as you say this because one of the questions I'll ask you, just from a personal observation, is why do you think there's so much taboo with us discussing this stuff in mainstream society? Dude, we're so conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> we're so conditioned not to talk. We can't talk about orgasm at the dinner table. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I, I don't. I don't even think you could talk I, about orgasm in most environments without people turning red in the face or feeling uncomfortable. Exactly. Exactly. We are as a Western society, as a Western culture, we are conditioned not to talk about what feels good. And um, what we teach, and what I teach my clients and my students, is that once you learn, I, I talk about the pleasure scale. So on a, on a scale of one to ten, one being orgasmic or just giving you great pleasure, and one, I mean ten giving you great pleasure, and one being like it ain't happening. Think about your daily walk through life and start looking for pleasurable um, incidents: a cup of nice hot tea, or a beautiful sunset, 
right? And acknowledging that, that brings me pleasure. And when we start to even just acknowledging that part, then when we start moving into the sexual realm, it becomes easier because now you've said, I like when you rub my hand and, and I like that kind of pressure. That's about a seven. But what will give you a 10 if you add a little more lube or okay. lotion? Okay. okay. That gives you a 10. So see, and then that translates into the bedroom because now you and your partner are talking to each other rather than she's thinking about the grocery list because <laughs> <laughs> she's kind of checked out because she's not asking for what she needs when she just may need a little more lube or she may need a pillow under her back. And we've been conditioned not to ask what we want. Men also have been conditioned not to ask, you know, let's talk about oral sex for a second. So many men love oral. I mean, that's, that's, and they should, it's wonderful. Um, but they're afraid to ask because a lot of women have been conditioned that good girls don't do that. Bad girls do. Am I right? I, I would say, yeah. And I, I tell you that, the people in our audience listening to this, some of them are good girls and some of them are not. And some of them are good guys and some of them are not. And right. I guess looking at Tantra and looking at your background, what do you think you should say to our audience if they feel like they're stuck in their sexual routines and yeah. the pandemic might have stifled things in relationships? I see a lot of people complaining about the pandemic hurting their relationships. Yes. So bust out the Tantra, the tantra and, and, and try to be creative, right? Yes, yes. And Tantra, I, I hear you saying bust out Tantra. I didn't mean, I meant to say like that. No, but I'm just saying because I don't want people to get confused about Kama Sutra. Okay. You know, the book with all the sexual diseases yeah, yeah. and that stuff. That is not, uh, we don't teach that in Tantra. We teach one aspect, which is the yabyum, which is uh, the, the female in the male's lap. You'll see that pose sometimes. Um, and that's a whole different position. I mean, that's a really important aspect of Tantra. But as far as the Kama Sutra, that's not something that we set out to teach you. That's not that's not in my textbook. As, but, I'll hmm. say this. As a practitioner of meditation where I meditate and I do breathing exercises as a psychic medium. Yes. I know breath work is important to ground ourselves and align ourselves. And yes. so how does breath work work within the Tantra methods? Awesome, awesome, awesome. awesome. That's one of the first things we teach is, is, is what's called ocean breath. And the reason being is that the vagus nerve is where we hold all our trauma, we hold all our tension, and that runs from the top of the head to the base of the perineum in front of the spine. And so when you learn how to use ocean breath, which is simply inhaling through the mouth and exhaling to make a sound that vibrates the, the vagus nerve and it signals to the body, it signals to your, your psyche and your, your energy body that it's safe, that you're safe. So when you are breathing and you're, then your body says, oh, okay, I'm safe. I can feel this. What happens is that when we are uh, involved with someone sexually, we tend to hold our breath, especially when you're coming close to orgasm. Am I wrong? <laughs> All of a sudden you tighten up everything and you hold your breath and, yeah, and then, you know, then you have a sneeze, which is, <laughs> well, you know, the typical orgasm is about that that long when you practice tantra and you're using your breath work you learn how to elongate was the first word that came to mind which is kind of true you do learn how to elongate your penis but you learn how to um to stretch out your orgasms to white ride the wave so that you're not having you know these five and ten minute um sexual sessions you're lasting 20 to 40 minutes like surfing 
longer. Yeah, and you're surfing that. You said riding. I think I think it's surfing. <laughs> yeah, and you're just riding that wave. And when you yeah, learn how to ride your breath and you learn how to breathe together, then your orgasms become more unionized. And and or even if you're just practicing by yourself, which we encourage uh, to self pleasure, then you learn how to. Um, have multiple orgasms and that just means not just one after another but different ways with your body like i said earlier you know your your touch smell sight sound orgasm what is your favorite thing that you find from practicing tantra like what in your life have you found that helps you appreciate its value and its and its opportunity to really improve one's life great question thank you it has transformed me and how I perceive my own sexuality. You know, coming from a place of like, we didn't talk about sex at home. Sex education was, this is a vagina, this is a penis, and they should not meet, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You know? So learning about my own sexual anatomy, where the clitoris is, where the A spot is, where the P spot is, all these are internal um, erogenous zones that are orgasmic zones. Learning about um, the man's lingam, and the lingam is a Hindu word for penis. Learning that there's just different aspects to just um, getting someone hard. You know, learning about the male male's um, anatomy. So that's enriched my life because I'm much more comfortable talking about my own body, my own sexuality, asking for what I want, um, being just completely more sexually expressed. And that meaning that I'm comfortable with how I walk and not feeling, you know, not feeling um, threatened by cat calls or, you know, that's all trauma inducing. Women walk through this planet uh, always afraid, you know, but this, this work has taught me that I don't have to be afraid. I can own my own sexuality and and it's and I don't have to be afraid that um, someone's gonna take it from me. How was the reaction of people in your life when you switched careers and started doing this instead of law enforcement? It's been interesting that <laughs> some of my friends that know me, they're like, yeah, that makes sense. And then <laughs> but family, they they have come around. Now they don't. Like you said, they don't they don't wince when I say I'm a sex educator. They don't frown. My mother uh, subscribes to my newsletter. Um, you know, it's like it. there's there's a lot of good stuff that people are coming around and saying, "Yeah, I want to feel good. We're wired for pleasure. I want to feel good." Why do you think people misinterpret the meaning of tantra? I think the Kama Sutra has something to do with it. I think because people that's sometimes their first introduction to different sexual positions and they think that that and there may be some wording in there that mentions Tantra. I, I think that lack of education has a lot to do with it. If you do not, I, like I said, I didn't know anything about Tantra. And so this when is my I met first my, time talking about it. So when I met my mentor, uh, Davy Erickson, uh, Ward Erickson, she introduced me to the authentic Tantra. She introduced me to a new, this new way of being. And so a lot of people are seeking spirituality and sexuality, which is what I do is to help integrate that spirituality and sexuality unapologetically through meditation, you know, through movement, through connection, breath work, and through pleasure. You know, um, I'll just say this. Uh, before our episode, I thought of Let's Talk About Sex by Salt and Pepper, the song from the 90s. Because I was like, I'm going to be able to talk about 
this stuff today. And this yeah. is a very interesting hour. Yeah, <laughs> but right. um, I love that you have adopted this as, as your like post law enforcement life. Yeah. And I love that you have created something that I think is very enlightening for a lot of people. And I think in light of what we're going through right now in our uncertain times, it's really nice that we could have a conversation about pleasure. We could have a conversation about intimacy. And as you said, bringing people in union or harmony with each other. And I think that that is so critical right now because, you know, these are all healing modalities I talk about on the show. And when you talk about pleasure in yourself and you do it without shame and negativity, you enable yourself to adjust your paradigm. And instead of having guilt, you, f- you find that having pleasure is actually a goal that you should try to strive for and not, you know, feel guilty about it. Right. Like Absolutely. even, even for, for yourself, you should, yes. you should strive for mutual pleasure for both of you. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. I, I just, I'm just looking at what we're talking about and thinking to myself, how amazing of an instructor you must be. How do you instruct your students? Do you do it through Zoom calls or what, what type of interaction if do you have? Local, if they're local, we do it in person. Okay. Otherwise, we do uh, virtual. We do Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and um, because I'm uh, on the faculty of the Institute of Authentic Tantra and Education, um, most of the students are international. So we do a lot of Zoom calls. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how Tantra could help someone with sexual dysfunction issues. Oh, that is a good question. The, the three different types of common dysfunctions, premature ejaculation, um, erectile dysfunction, and the inability to have orgasms, anorgasmia. And so through education, educating yourself about your body, becoming, getting to know, you know, your pleasure, how it feels, helps to slow you down, working with your breath work, um, learning about the three things are lack of education, lack of awareness, and lack of sensation. Those are the three things that we work with you, or not you, but you know, people that have uh, dysfunctions. And, And those are the three things we work with you because we want you to Oh, you said it so perfectly. Let go of the shame and the guilt and become one with your body. I'm like, there needs to be no stifling about your sexual interests and your sexuality. You should be open about yourself, talk about your interests, talk about your spirituality, and use the two to help yourself heal in many ways. Yeah. And I get that a lot with uh, when I do like group sessions and, you know, do facilitations of groups because I taught my niece, matter of fact, when she had her first child, I said, the shaming starts when usually when they're in the tub, right? Well, it's been documented that babies in the womb will play with themselves. Little boys <laughs> are pulling on their penis and girls are touching themselves because it's pleasurable. And so at seven, I don't think if you did know, I would be surprised, but seven-year-olds don't think the word masturbate. They mm-hmm. think this feels good, <laughs> you know, and I want to do this. So we don't, Children do not sexualize it. It's the adult. It's the parent. It's the caregiver that sexualizes the act of pleasure. So and you know what? It's a biological function. It helps to prevent exactly. certain blockages in the body, but then also health-wise, it can help keep you, you know, 
there's a lot of benefits to this stuff. It, yeah, I, it is. It's so beneficial. It's it's just it raises the endorphins. It, it lets loose all the oxytocin and all the serotonin and dopamine. I mean, the, all the feel good hormones, right? Exactly. And it's a natural way of doing it in the body where you don't have to do anything external. I mean, it's nice to have a partner, but I'm saying like in terms of the body itself, I feel like you're balancing out things in the body when you pleasure exactly. yourself or learn how to indulge in pleasure for yourself and others in a healthy way. I want, I want to circle back a little bit to what you asked me about the dysfunctions, because what happens is that when we store our trauma, when you, a trauma is just energy that's stuck in the body. And so uh, it can be sexual, it can be violent, it could be a car accident, it could be loud noise, um, you know, uh, rage, it could be anything, but normally it's stored in the, in the pelvic girdle, we call the sex chakra. And so when you start to um, become comfortable with your own sexuality and you start to breathe and touch and become aware of your pleasure, those dysfunctions start to disseminate. They start to get less and less and less because you're feeling safer and safer and safer. Wow. Yeah. What do you, what do you say to somebody who has sexual trauma and they had like a really traumatic background and they want to move past themselves with, you know, move past their, uh, the trauma, how would you suggest trauma, um, that Tantra could help them? It, first of all, I always want to know if they have therapy or if they've seen a therapist because I do. We do not want cause no harm, right? We do no harm. So if so, if we're in a session and we're talking about self pleasure and that just to talk about it triggers them, um, then I would stop and say, you know, how can I support you? Do you need to see someone else? Because I I, I can't do it. I'm not a therapist. Um, but if they move through things and when you become aware, let me give you this, let me give you an example. A lot of times uh, someone is triggered. I'm going to use a woman because that's generally what we talk about most of the time. If you're in union, male and female again, and sex is going great. If things happening, something's, you know, things are going good. And then she freezes because she's been triggered. So she shuts down. She starts to cry. Her partner thinks, I broke her. I don't know what happened. Um, so then what happens is, is that rather than what we teach is that you stay in that moment and you breathe through it and you name it and you offer the whole space. Is there something I can do to support you through this? Is there some way you can address this? Do you want to scream? Do you want to write about it? Do you want me to leave the room? You stay present. Uh, then when you get to the other side, you can start to re-engage again sexually or not, but at least you felt safe. You felt, you know, she's felt like, okay, somebody's there for me. Well, what happens in our Western society, we've been conditioned not to talk about it. She shuts down. They go their separate ways. Sometimes they break up. I've talked to couples like this. They break up because they don't know what's happened. They come back together, rinse and repeat. So with, with Tantra, we want you to acknowledge that, yes, I'm being triggered. There's some trauma there. And let's, I want to work through this. And that would require being present. And, and if you're doing it by yourself, it still requires you to be present with yourself. Does Tantra involve visualization as part of achieving pleasure with your partner? You can. It and can. how would that work? You can do a meditation together. Um, you can do, um, we always say meditate before you masturbate. So, <laughs> So, <laughs> because when you met meditation can just be breath work together so yeah. you can do what we call tantric union breathing so you're going to breathe together 
um, in a cyclical manner. You're going to inhale, she's going to exhale, or you know, and your partner. So you're breathing in and out with each other, so that you're bringing your awareness to the present moment. And so then you can visualize. Have you heard of um, like some forms of sex magic or some forms of, of orgasmic meditation? Um, you can visualize a goal say you want to buy a new house then so at the point of orgasm you can you know yeah we've got this new house it's we've like releasing and enjoying at the same time but then also manifesting exactly. while masturbating yeah. <laughs> yes. that's a that's a multi-pronged approach i guess if you're yes. gonna meditate might as well do it and multitask at the same time right. and you can just set a date for that say okay let's do some manifestation you know let's do some manifesting and you make a date to uh, you know have your tantric date and you set up the scene, you set up the, you know, your five senses, your fire, your smell good, your, you know, your water, your uh, something to eat, um, you know, so that it's all sacred space. You say, we're going to what we want to manifest and you go at it. When you, when you mentioned that there's multiple different types of orgasm, mm -hmm. what I want to ask you as a follow-up question is, can someone become multi-level orgasmic within themselves or with a yes. partner? How does yeah, that work? Absolutely by yourself. We teach you how to become multi-orgasmic with yourself. And we also teach you how to become men, how to become um, orgasmic hands-free. Yeah, it's a deal. It's a thing. <laughs> we teach men how to separate orgasm from ejaculation because ejaculation is actually a depleting act. Once you ejaculate, it's over, right? You're, you're no more good. So <laughs> for that, for that, couple of hours uh, time required yeah. that amount of time yeah but when you learn how to have orgasms without ejaculation then you're able to have multiple orgasms because then your body takes on like i said you ride that wave you have full body orgasms you have shivers you have trembles you have tears you have greater sexual energy that's moving through the body and it's men fun. who have become multi-orgasmic who become hands-free they they don't even like to ejaculate. They're like, oh, I have to ejaculate. You can time it. You can time it. The, the, the optimum is to go anywhere between seven and ten days without ejaculation. It doesn't say orgasm. You can so, have as many orgasms you want to, but to abstain from ejaculation because it's a health force. You know. That so when you say orgasm versus ejaculation, I know that sounds like very routine, very basic, but there may be members of the audience that are like, wait a minute, I'm a little confused. Isn't that the same thing? It has been the same thing. The devil's advocate then. I love it. I love it. Bring it. Um, I, I think that it's been, we've been conditioned to equate ejaculation with orgasm. They're different. They're separate. And it's, and it's my, and my other colleagues, our, our purpose in life is to teach the difference. You know, there are a lot of men who have learned this practice. It's a Taoist practice, how to become, uh, it's called semen retention. Are you familiar with semen retention? Share that with our audience because that's a term I haven't heard before. Hey, semen retention is the ability for men to, what it says, retain their semen. So they're not having ejaculations. They're not having ejaculatory orgasms but they're having orgasms. And so once you learn how to, and there's practices, there's exercises you learn, we teach you how to do specific exercises to retain your semen, to keep from ejaculating. And your body, then one of the questions we always get is, well, what about blue balls? 
<laughs> we teach you how the, how to do breath work so that the body actually reabsorbs the semen and you don't hurt yourself. I gotta, go ahead. I'm just going to ask openly here. Is that, is that different than edging? You know how they say there's well, edging where you can, you can deny yeah. yourself from finishing and you just drag it out. And is that a, is that kind of like, is that a tantric idea? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a tantric idea because I, I heard about edging long before I learned that it's a thing. Um, edging, though, you said deny. We don't encourage you to uh, not deny. It prolong. Is because, yeah, prolong. But edging, um, eventually, you're going to want to ejaculate. With semen retention, you it's a it's an intentional, it's a mindful act that you and your partner, if you're by yourself, you say, I'm not going to ejaculate today. I'm just going to orgasm. I'm going to ride this, you know, have as many orgasms as I want to without ejaculating. And so that you and your partner um, say it's on the ninth day and you and your partner say, and he's, and he says, um, yeah, I think I'd like to ejaculate now. And then you, and then it's a planned ejaculation. Okay. So when we have sex, we're going to, I'm going to ejaculate. So then, you know, then you get to choose how it's going to happen. Right. You get so, to set your own time frame. <laughs> right, and set your own way and how it's going to happen and who gets it and all kinds of juicy stuff. So, yeah, edging is just a way of, of prolonging um, the ejaculation, but we would like for you not to. It's health-wise, too. It's a lot of health benefits to not ejaculating, especially the older you get, because you're actually losing your life force. Wow. So, yeah. What do you think of our goal in society to educate the masses about the benefits of Tantra. Like, how has that worked for you in terms of now that this is your, your livelihood that you're passionate about, like, how has it worked with you in the public when you try to share awareness of it or try to promote your ideas? Like what kind of like response do you usually get? I can tell you conversations get lively. I never in a million years would have imagined half the stuff we're talking about on our show, right? On this show right now, yeah. I'd be talking about with you. But right. I think it's such an important thing because you remove the stigma by talking and increasing awareness. It's like mental health awareness. The more you talk about it, the more you explain it, the more yeah. people can connect to it. They're not going to feel bad about it. They're not going to be ashamed of it. And they're not going to keep it to themselves. Yes. Yes. And yes. All of that. And so... I guess what I want to ask you, looking at your own point of view, is there anything society can do to help with people gaining an increased understanding of what Tantra is about other than coming on a podcast and having us talk for an hour or putting out a book or having people read books? Like, what do you think? How do we change societal attitudes on this topic? First thing that came to my mind is education, you know, especially sex education. When you, <laughs> when, when a parent or a caregiver sits down with a, a, a teenage child and you start talking about, you have the talk. <laughs> that's an opportunity. The birds and the bees. <laughs> yes, that's, an op that's, a, that's a perfect opportunity to say, to give them diagrams. We have, we, you know, there's diagrams you can show them. Um, I don't have them handy, but, you know, this is what a, a clitoris looks like. This is what your vulva looks like. Um, this is what your, your lingam looks like. And these, this is the coronal ridge. And this is the shaft. And these are the, you know, these are your, your uh, testes. We call them jewels, you know. Nobody ever gets educated like that when we were younger. 
No. No, you're, if I recall correctly, my sex education, I was in New Jersey. And we had our gym. He wasn't even our gym instructor. It was somebody that taught our, 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 D, our driver's ed. He was our sex educator, yeah. right? So he yeah. taught us how to drive in one, in one year, one semester. And the next semester, we all had to sit around and talk about sex, sex education. And this was in the 90s. And I can tell you right now, public education with sex education in the 90s, I mean, putting a condom on a banana and having videos from the 70s, you know, it's just like a, a South Park episode or Family Guy where they show what it looks like from these really old, out of date, cheesy sex, you know, it's terrible. And I, I feel like I'm not sure what sex ed's like today, but yeah. from what I see on TV, when people argue about things with education, I'm sure it hasn't been updated much. And I'm sure people are still at a loss, even with the internet, Google and Yahoo, or I'm sorry, YouTube and everything else. I'm sure there's still. Well, you know, you think about young men and some young girls, but mostly young men, they're, they're so because of their, you know, their genitalia is out external. So they're like turned on really quickly. Right. So that needs to be addressed. You know, I have a colleague um, and he talks about his son and how he teaches his son about, you know, how to pleasure a woman. He goes, even though you're not interested in it or you don't want to do that yet, but there's going to be a time and this is what you do. You know, um, I can't say that most parents are going to be that comfortable, but that's where it has to start. That's where the caregiver, the parent, the guardian, they have the, they, they have the prime responsibility, you know, to, to be the first out the gate. Otherwise, you know, porn becomes the teacher and porn contrary to most belief is is what entertainment right it's not educational although there are a lot of people um that it's i know distorted. What was your, what it's, was your word? it's a distorted it's a distorted thing like looking at social media and expecting your real life to be like what people put on social media right because not everyone looks like a porn star and not everyone has the ability to have sex the way the porn stars do on tape right so in yeah. real life yeah. You're trying to mirror whatever you're watching on that porn site. And in reality, yeah. you're not going to you're not going to achieve that. And so you might get disappointed. Yeah, quite, quite disappointed. <laughs> I, I've had several conversations where I need to do certain things. I'm like, mm, yeah, that's not me. That's porn. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because it, we're, it's t it takes the intimacy out of it. It does. It does. And, and you're looking at the person not in a connecting way. You're looking yeah, at somebody yeah. from just. That's where we get a lot of our uh, objectification from. That's where women get objectified. You know, it's, it's, yeah, that's another thing. That's a whole nother conversation. I'll, I'll ask you this. Um, you know, when everybody says sex organs, most don't think of the brain, right? Most think of sex organs as the basic sex organs. But I like to think that the brain is one of the biggest sex organs we can have. And I want to ask you this. What do you think about Tantra in terms of the brain? How does it work in terms of utilizing the sex organ of the brain with Tantra in the, in the span of gaining intimacy with your partner or with yourself? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you know, because the, the turn on, the uh, excitement, the seduction, it starts with the brain. You know, you mm -hmm. say something that sounds really sexy. You, 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 you know, I, this is what I'd like to do with you. It, I mean, the brain is like, oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> the images. Yeah. Yeah, the images the bells go off. Yeah, like totally, especially with you know women, we have it takes us twenty to forty minutes to become fully aroused. And what I mean by that is that I always teach that just because she's wet, she's not ready for penetrative sex. 
And we have been conditioned to believe that men and women, we've been conditioned that, oh, she's wet, she's ready, when that's not true. We will fuck our way through it, for a better lack of word. It's like, okay. So when we're fully aroused, I mean, there's a lot of blood flow to the vulva. Everything becomes juicy and plump, and we are um, ready. If you started that process eight hours in advance with some communication, a couple of sexy texts, I'm not talking talking about dick pics or, you know, that could help too. I'm not saying that's not a bad thing, but at least ask permission. Do you mind if I send you a pic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to start the conversation a day in advance, the same day earlier with, you know, I really would like to make love with you. And I and, and how would you like to do that? And so the conversation heats up. So her engorgement, her arousal starts early so that by the time you guys come together, then she's pretty she's she is pretty well lubricated and she is excited and there is some arousal there is some engorgement so that it doesn't take the 20 to 40 minutes maybe it takes 30 minutes of a little you know kissing and hugging and bumping and rubbing and you know or you need foreplay you gotta have foreplay to have good good well that's what i'm talking about everybody skips that they think that that's like the step they don't need they just want to jump right in like you said if she's wet she's ready no she's not ready No, not at all. Let's make this pleasurable. Let's not make this a, a exactly. like going to the grocery store and picking up milk. At the, exactly. Four place early at the brain, you know, especially if you have a family and you have kids and you're trying to navigate, you know, pleasure with each other, let alone yourself. You got to book it. Uh, yeah. You got to book it on the calendar and make sure the kids well, don't. Actually, you do. And I, I advocate for that. It's not a, it's not a perfunctuary. Oh, we got to do this thing. It's like, okay, yeah, we're going to get a sitter and we're going to, you know, and we're going to have fruit and wine and chocolate and we're making a tantric date, you know, you know what? Yeah. I got you. Now that yeah. I had a conversation with you about Tantra, yeah. I'm going to refer clients to you when I know that they come to me and they're having disjointed relationships and issues with intimacy and things that are, you know, upside down or just not working. Cause I know so many people in my life who, struggle with each other with intimacy like you know it doesn't have to be that if you're married five years you have sex once a month right or if you're if you're just not seeing each other eye to eye sex could help bring you back together tantra could be a bridge correct absolutely 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 i couldn't use yeah yes and the way i'm looking at tantra is it's been around for thousands of years right if something's been around for thousands of years and and and, and is still important in our culture and our society, then there's a basis to it that I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities of health benefits, psychological benefits, uh, relationship benefits, self-esteem benefits, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. I totally agree. You couldn't have said it better. Absolutely. What about setting the scene? And this is a question I have. Like, let's say you want to set the scene. We're talking about the brain being a sex organ and, and being situational and you want to really have your partner maximize peak arousal and pleasure. So yeah. what if you were to set the scene and do something outside in nature? Does Tantra recommend that you shift environments or that you're out in nature or that you you try to diversify? And, oh, and, and well, where else are you gonna find all five elements? Exactly. Right, you've got you've got air and earth and and hopefully water by the lake, and you've got a beautiful yes. sunset or fire fire going, you know, at your campground, and you know, and you've got the smell. So you've engaged all five senses, and then the sixth sense is your intuition, and then your seventh is like your body, right? So as a vehicle, time, huh? As a vehicle for everything, yeah. Your body. So of course it translates into out in nature. 
Absolutely. Does does Tantra talk about like sensuality, like where you're like sensual kisses on the neck or ear or erogenous areas or nipples? Like, does it talk about anything like that in terms of its practices? Or is that something that you incorporate just from knowledge? You incorporate it just from knowledge. Yeah, there, I, I, I'm sure there are bodies of work out there that say do A, B, C, D, you know, like give you a roadmap. I haven't run across that, but, you know, um, basically we just teach you how to, you know, trust your own, again, your own intuition, like, you know, this is what I want and then ask and receive and then discover, okay, that's not what I wanted after all, but at least you ask with a please and thank you. You know, we tend to run from demands. Oh, don't do it like that. Oh, gosh, don't do it like that because we shut down. I don't care yeah, who people you get critical and, and or they'll, they'll be yes. critical when they shut off yeah. their, their mood's gone, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. But if you take the time to say, you know, I really liked, I do, I, you know, I like what you did before. So could you do that again and not do that, please? You know, I'm going to ask you this question. So let's say yeah. there's a couple listening to us. They've yes. been together seven years, uh, male, female. Mm-hmm. And let's say the husband, let's say the partner, I'll say they're not married. The partner falls into a routine where he just likes certain positions and doesn't want to really go out of his way to pleasure her like he should. And she's kind of distant from him because he's not going out of his way to pleasure her. And let's say she's listening to this podcast right now and she complains to her friends on a weekly basis in the last two months that her partner has not engaged in anything intimate with her in months. How would you suggest to her to bridge the gap between her and her partner and maybe utilize the ideas we're talking about during the show to help her get closer to her partner? What would be your recommendation to someone who's struggling with that kind of situation? It starts with communication. You know, we, the breakdown of communication starts. And I would offer that they not talk about it in the bedroom. Again, that's, you know, I'd, I'd like, I, I can speak from experience. This is what I've done. I'd like for us to talk about our, um, our sexual intimacy, you know, and can we, can we set aside some time to do that? And how many and, people get nervous when their partner says that, like <laughs> deer in headlights, uh oh, what did I do? I'm not good. I'm not good. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's and it's it, it's it's important to convey that there's no right or wrong. We just want to have an open dialogue, you know, and no judgment. No judgment. And it and it and it may take more than two conversations. Uh, you know, from my own experience, I can share with you that with my partner, we've had we we keep a running dialogue, you know, it's like we have the initial, what, what do you like? I like this. I like this. I'm not big on that, but I'll try it, you know? Um, and then we try something. It doesn't work. You know, then we, we add and subtract, but it takes conversation. And, and if you can just say, can we talk about it without judgment, without shame and guilt? I think, and I've witnessed it, that, that you said that bridges the gap. That Tantra can be the gap, the, the bridge to gap, to, to close in the, the, the couple. Um, and you might want to introduce toys. You may want to introduce kink. You may want to introduce, you know, <laughs> lingerie. Huh? Kink would work with Tantra. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. As long, me... as, as long as there's communication and consent, kink, you know, Tantra, they're, they're like best friends. <laughs> it's, a, it's an expression of your sexuality. If you're a human, you're expressing yourself in a creative setting. That's how I look at different things we're discussing right now without judgment or without negativity or awkwardness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's probably, I, I feel like if you can get outside your comfort zone, right. Mm-hmm. 
I, as I said, before we did our interview, I was super excited about it. So I wanted to have you on to talk about this. I knew you're an open person to be able to specialize in this. Yeah. And for me, it's like, it's liberating in a very strong way. And I'm going to tell you what I mean by that. I don't normally talk about sex on the air. I don't talk about sex in my life. I, I, I mean, I'm a sexual person, but I keep it to, you know, certain, certain boxes. Right. And I think the fact that my show focuses on all these diverse areas and healing modalities to me, when I saw your information, I'm like healing modality, the ability to become more in tuned with yourself. The body is what we are. We are the body while we're here. Our spirit is in the body. It's a, it's a vessel. And so respect your vessel, enjoy your vessel, use your vessel to help others enjoy themselves and give pleasure to one another, but get connected. That's wow. what I think when I hear of Tantra, I think of. Wow. You should send that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know we recorded it, but I'm not sure how I phrased it. But I just think it's so much better if we take an open approach to this and give people the opportunity to like not look at things from an uptight point of view and not to be frustrated because too many people are frustrated. And if you could pleasure, let me rephrase this. If you can gain pleasure with your partner and enjoy the contours of all this stuff, mm-hmm. it's going to make the world a better place. You know why? Cause you're not going to be frustrated outside. You're not going to be road raging. You're not going to be angry. You're not going to be negative. I got to smile more and you'll be more at ease. You know, when you watch TV shows and the person on the sitcom comes in after having sex and everyone's looking at that person, like from the golden girls, Blanche would come in and having sex. Yeah. I was watching TV that, you know, my family, and I'm like, ah, you know, like I'm just saying that you just know, you just know when someone's relaxed and someone's like, like not frustrated. You can tell also when someone is frustrated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and in, in Tibetan Buddhist Tantra, we use the five uh, elemental meditative healing prop- properties to heal, to let go of the root poisons that are we have, you know, anger, jealousy, ignorance, separation, um, pride, and, and attachment. And so when you start to, you know, use these elemental, you know, healing modalities to let go of that stuff, then yeah, we become much more healthier. You know, we become much more because we are, we are um we're not 3D. Self-soothing. Yeah, we're not greedy. We're self-soothing. We're 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 raising our own hormone levels. We're doing our own endocrine, you know, uh, endocrine whatever the word is, you know, raising those levels so that yeah, we are walking around this planet in a happier place. You know, all sentient beings, we're all connected. I always say we're all connected by breath and death. You I, know? Would love, I would love to see you have a podcast on this topic area. Oh, my. I believe you would have a very strong audience. And I think you would enjoy having the ability to have your own platform to promote these ideas because I think it's important. And I think your passion with it shows through very easily your enjoyment with it. Like I enjoy doing interviews. I could totally see you doing your own podcast. I could totally see you putting it out there in 2022 sometime, maybe like a year from now, probably. But I could see, I could, I could see you doing that. Really? Just my call that my psychic hunch for you. But I believe a very strong possibility you have a good opportunity to do that in the future. Thank you. Thank if you're ever interested, I enjoy being a guest. I this is yeah. I well, here's the thing about being a guest versus being a host. The difference yeah. is you get to invite the party. You get to invite the people to come on your show, right? When you're a guest, you get to show up. I've done both. I love both. I think podcasting is probably one of the best media forms we have for expressing ourselves on multiple levels and 
educating ourselves, interacting with ourselves, et cetera, et cetera. And I could see that as a benefit for you in the future. For some reason, I think you have a lot of energy that you are trying to figure out what to do with yourself. Wow. And when I read your energy, that's what I get. I get a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of ideas, and just trying to figure out how to how to streamline those ideas to be best for yourself. And that's what I think is going to happen going into 2022. I think you're going to start streamlining more. Wow. I read you. just as part of the interview. Uh, you know, I, I I don't do it to everybody, but I'll do it. I know you're very open, obviously, what we're talking about. And I, I think you're on the right path with yourself. You're doing the right thing, and you're doing everything the right way. And when you know that, success yeah. follows, right? Yeah. Wow, thank you. Oh, I didn't expect that. Thank you. You're so a much. great energy to yourself. Like you have soothing energy. So anyone who comes to you with like guidance needs or, well, I mean, just the fact that we could talk about this and you can tell I'm smiling the whole time. I don't feel awkward, uncomfortable or uptight at all. Not like I would have anyway, but you got to have the right kind of person to have these conversations with. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Wow. We're running low on time. How would our audience find you? Find you? Well, well, they can find me at um, AuthenticTantra.com as part of the faculty there. They can find me at SimplyTantra.com. And I'm at, um, I'm trying to think of which email would be, Sequita, S-E-Q-U-I-E-T-A, at SimplyTantra.com. Okay. I'm going to put all this in the show notes. Okay, great. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? Oh my God, I am a turtle. Wow. I've never heard that one. And why? Turtles are self-contained. They carry everything they need within. And when they do not want to extrovert, they go within and they stay within until they can extrovert and they come back out. Love that. I always say owl. I say, and I actually have props. (laughs) I got two little owls with me. Wait, wait, wait. I've been talking. You have an owl too? That's synchronicity. Hold on. Ready? I'm not good with candles. Like, with a. Okay. We both have white owls? Yes. Oh, God. That's so weird. (laughs) You could tell. (laughs) It's like, hello. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you have a Buddha, I will. I, I do. <laughs> I do. I have so many. I have a little one. Thank you for coming on today. What an amazing conversation. I mean, you want to talk about enjoyment on, a, on, a, on an evening after work? I, I have to tell you, thank you for coming on and sharing all this amazing stuff. I just want to thank Sequita for coming on the show today and talking very candidly with us about Tantra healing and her role as a sex educator. I think it's amazing that we can have these kind of conversations and help others learn more about Tantra education, looking at having goals. I strive real hard on authenticity at this stage of my life. And I think in order to be authentic, you've got to recognize your body is not something to be shameful of. Being intimate with another person in a physical way, if you love and care about each other or you connect with each other really well, it's just a further expression. When you can pleasure your partner and do so in a way that both of you feel better as a result of it and you feel more on par with each other and happy, it's a win-win for everybody. I highly recommend checking out this information and I'm going to have Sequita's information in the show notes. I I look forward to having her back on the show in the future at some point, because I think there's a lot of this stuff we could talk about that our audience can benefit from. Because in terms of 
ourselves. One of the best ways to learn about yourself is to learn about all of yourself. Mm. And I feel very strongly that if you were to study Tantra and learn more about your sexuality and feel feeling like you don't have to worry about expressing who you are or what you like or what you love, that's important. So keep these things in mind. This is just an example of a healing modality that I think would be fun for you to explore with your partner. And I think it could offer you intimacy and levels that you probably never imagined before. Just speaking from my own point of reference, I do a lot of breath work for meditation. And when I do psychic readings and just during the day, I'll breathe and control my breath work. And I could tell you that that's a powerful force by itself and a powerful dynamic by itself. If you factor that into the body intercourse and having orgasms and just, I just, I think the whole rhythm of it would really help. So keep this in mind, check it out. Thank you for tuning into this episode. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus Card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus Card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock band like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Electricast.